Welcome back to the Bible Geek Podcast. This is Jay Cruz with another episode, and this is episode 23. And today we're going to be talking about giants. We'll be right back. Welcome back, welcome back. Anyway, I'm a bit sick, so if I start to cough and stuff like that, please forgive me. Um, decided to just do this podcast because it's just kind of been weighing heavily on my mind. And so, yeah, why not? Let's get into this podcast. Anyway, today's podcast, we're going to be talking about giants, right? And one of the first, um, well, at least, like if, I guess one of the stories that are mostly reminded about giants, even though you have like, uh, scriptures where it talks about like the Nephilim and stuff like that and giants of old and stuff like that. Um, we're going to mainly just kind of focus on the story of David, David and Goliath. <clears throat> when you think about giants, right, or if you have dreams about giants, right, mostly biblically or spiritually, you can say that giants represent obstacles. Um, just kind of something that's like an adversary, right? Something that is standing in the way. Um, something that seems to be like, it, it, in your eyes, it has this, it could be like a big problem. Right, then let me just say that it could be like a big problem. You know, I mean when you think about giants, there's a lot of things that you can say about giants and how you feel about them and, and stuff of that nature. Um, but since we're talking about not only how to um identify what the giant is and how to have victory over the giant, I guess one of the best stories that you can find in the Bible is the story of David and Goliath, right? David was a shepherd boy, you know, even though they made David, and, you know, when you listen about stories about David and Goliath, they normally make David to be out this, like, this little kid, you know, this little kid who basically is just kind of, like, weak or something like that, and, and it's just kind of him and his rock, and, and he just kind of slays a giant, and I don't know, sometimes it could get, the story can get real goofy, but we're going to take it. We're going to take it a level higher, all right? When you think about David, right, David was um, a shepherd boy, right? So his job basically was to just shepherd the flock, right, protect the flock, right? And so his weapon was always like the rock and the slingshot. This was like, you know, this is what he would use to, you know, kind of get like... um, actually try to kill any animal that would try to come and kill the flock, right? Since he was the shepherd. He was a shepherd boy. And if you remember the story of David and Goliath, um, Israel was basically um, standing at, you know, opposite sides. You had the Philistines and Israel, and they were kind of going back and forth. And, you know, it was like, it was like a war, but nobody was moving, right? Nobody was moving. You had a King Saul who was just kind of like, you know, pretty much 
looking to find out and see how they were going to handle the situation. And you have Goliath that is like coming out. He's like this huge guy, right? This this massive guy, like huge that everybody in, in on the side of Israel was scared of this guy. You know, and he challenged the armies of Israel and he would just be like taunting them and talking smack about their God, like, where's your God at, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, this is kind of like every day where um, in life you're going to meet people that are going to challenge your God, that is going to challenge what you believe, is going to challenge you, and is going to want to try to intimidate you and try to get you to a place of, in other words, they're going to try to dominate you, all right? And if they can destroy you, they would, right? And I don't know about you guys when I think about giants. I think about, like, it, it depends, right? It could be, like, conflicts in your life. If symbolically speaking, it could be conflicts in your life. It could be situations in your life um, that is far from calming. Um, it could be an emotional battle. It could be a reckless action um, and you feel like whatever this giant is, whatever this opposing thing is, you need to basically slay that thing, overcome that thing, right? Because if you don't, it's going to ruin your life. It's going to ruin your life, you know? Um, normally, giants, symbolically, I would say, is always trouble, right? Especially if the... If the dream is is a dream that's like, uh, I wouldn't say scary, but kind of like it, it needs your attention, right? And um, sometimes this giant could be competitors. Um, once again, problems. You know, it, it, it just, these giants can mean anything. But coming from a biblical standpoint and talking about David and Goliath, you hear you have as a shepherd boy. You know, he's really, you know, God uses, you would think that God would use someone that's as strong and as big as Goliath and stuff like that. But here's what God does. God uses people who you would think are not qualified. It's kind of like that saying, God doesn't. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies those he calls, right? And so here you have David. Everybody's kind of like, you know, this, this, is, this isn't like nobody. This is a kid, you know? But David has been around through some things, right? David has been around through some things. He's been shepherding the flock. And David has killed lions with that rock. With those rocks, David has killed wolves, I'm sure, bears. I mean, David has been through some battles. And David has never handled taking care of his giants physically or by himself. And so, you know, I mean... David finds out, like, he goes, right, he's, deli he's like, delivering water to the soldiers and stuff like that. He's kind of, like, 
he's he's not one of the soldiers. He's just kind of giving them water and stuff like that, you know. Um, and so he goes up to King Saul and he asks to fight, right? He's like, let me fight this guy. You know, he's challenging everybody, but let me fight him. And so David requests that. And then King Saul's like, yeah, okay, fine. You can go do this. Um, here, take my armor, take my sword. And mind you, David is like wearing this armor and the armor is heavy. The sword is heavy. How is this guy going to go and, and fight somebody when he can't even move properly? I mean, he's got protective gear, but that protective gear can also, um, for a person of, of David's statute and, and, you know, just being who David is, very young, um, that might get him killed a whole lot faster is what I'm trying to say. So how does David go fight Goliath? How is it that he overcomes this giant? He goes with the Spirit of God. Sometimes your armor is not really a truly a physical armor, but it's a spiritual armor. It's an armor that only God, it, in other words, God is your armor. Here, let me just kind of just say that God is your armor. So if you go to 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 32 to 50, it says, And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with the Philistine. In other words, David is saying, Hey, don't let, don't let your heart fail. I got this. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to fight this guy, right? And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth. You're like a kid. You're a child. What are you talking about? That's what is being said here. In other words, Saul is not seeing that God is with David. He's looking at the physical. And this is what happened with Jesus when Jesus came. The Jews were expecting some mighty man, right? This warrior, this, you know, but they weren't expecting Jesus, you know? And the same thing with David. They're, they're like, David, like, uh, you're, what a, you're, a, you're a kid, you know? And, um, yeah, so Saul doesn't see God in David. Um, he kind of just, he's not even seeing spirits. He's not even, as a matter of fact, I don't know what's going on with Saul because Saul's faith should have been in God, but obviously Saul's faith wasn't in God. It was mostly on his armor and his sword and his men and for God totally that if God is with you, who could be against you, right? So it says, and Saul said to David, you're not able to fight. You're not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth, and he has been a man of war from his youth. So Goliath ain't no joke. Goliath is coming in with, Goliath is, is, is a force to be reckoned with, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? He's a force to be reckoned with. He's somebody that you do not want to mess with. It's the kind of person that if you see him, you kind of want to walk the other way, right? And, you know, Goliath all his life has been, in war, killing people, you know. He's a giant, so it's easy for him to kill people, right? He puts the fear in them. And so the height of Goliath and the 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 God Goliath's build is intimidating. It's like, whoa, like this is this is just too intimidating. Like if you see him, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, I don't really feel like fighting, you know? <laughs> you know, um so he says, but David said, right, David, this is David, says, Saul, 
your servant used to keep sheep for his father. Now he's explaining to him, like, yo, like, listen, bro. I got this. I can do this. Then he explains to him, and when there came a lion, he's explaining to him, hey, like, when the lion came or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, David went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. So David is saying, hey, look, listen, if I can kill lions, tigers, and bears, this guy's nothing. This easy work for me, right? And he says, I went after him and struck him and delivered him out of his mouth. In other words, he saved the lamb out of the mouth of the animal that would try to kill uh, the flock, right? I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him, right? Your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this, look what he says, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them. Man, David has a lot of faith in God. David is saying, yeah, you're looking at my size. You're looking at how, you know, you're looking at me and him. We, we not built the same. This guy is, this is, this is, this guy is pretty big. And you're looking at the physical, but you're not looking at the spiritual. You're not looking at the power of God that's on me. You're not looking at my faith in God, you know. And you're not looking at what I used to do. I kill lions. I kill bears. This is nothing for me. This is, he's going to fall like one of them. And he tells him straight up. He says, your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them. He already knew, look, I'm going to kill this guy. And why did David say that? David said that for he has defied the armies of the living God. What? David is saying, look, he's disrespectful. I have to put this guy down. This guy's disrespectful. I got to put him down. You know, who is he talking about my God, right? And I know I'm reading some scripture and I'm kind of getting, guy I'm giving you guys a bit of the story here before I even talk about what I'm about to talk about. So, uh, but it's going to get good. It's going to be good. Um, and so, and David said, the Lord who delivered me, right? David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Like Saul was like, man, look at the faith of this kid. In other words, David convinced Saul. <clears throat> so Saul automatically, right? Saul says, King Saul says, okay, let me read it to you guys. In, in verse 30, it says, then Saul clothed David with his armor, right? He put his armor on, put the helmet of bronze on his head, clothed him with a coat of, of mail. David strapped his sword over his armor and he tried... In vain to go, for he had not tested them. <laughs> then David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not tested them. In other words, like, come on, man. Like, I, I, don't, this is, I don't fight in this type of stuff. So David put them off. He's like, uh, I'm taking off this armor. Then he took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones from the brook and put them in the shepherd's pouch. He took five stones. His sling was in his hand, and he approached the Philistine. So now you have David. David is like, I'm going to use this armor. I'm good. I'm just going to just let me do what I do. And, and isn't that the way it is, though? Like, come on, man. People sometimes, like, when they want to, like, um, try to help you, it, I mean, they mean well, but at the same time, it's like, 
I understand you mean well, but this is going to hinder me from, from getting this victory. I, I, you know, I'm going to do this the way I know how to do this. And um, so he goes, right, and he says, he says, um, anyway, he, he went and got the, the stones, and he says, and the Philistine moved forward. So in other words, he approached the Philistines, so they're about to battle it out. And he says, then the Philistine moved forward and came near to David with his shield bearer in front of him. And when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy and handsome in appearance. In other words, he's like, this kid is a little pretty boy. This, hold up. Man. It's, a little, it's, it's, a, it's a young guy, you know, ruddy, skinny, you know, handsome, but he's a kid. He's a kid, you know. And he says, um, Anyway, then he took his staff. And, uh, I'm, I'm over here. Just kind of let me just kind of scroll up. Cause I'm actually reading this right now. So, and he says, and the first he moved forward and came near David, and once again he he disdained him for he was but a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. And then the Philistine said to David, "Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks?" In other words, dude, like, listen. Uh, and my dog, you come up with a stick? And then the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of the host, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Now he's letting him know, look, I'm about to put you down. Because the the very one that you're defying is the very one that's going to basically have his victory, right? And David is just but like a vessel. So God is just using David as a vessel because you, God, once again, he uses, he uses things that you would think or people that you would think are not capable of doing things, right? So this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. This is what David says. And I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the dead body of the host of the Philistine this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves with no sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into my hand. That's it. Okay, so he's letting him know, like, today you're going to die. And it's not going to be by my hand. Even though I'm the one that's facing you, it's going to be by the power of God. And this is the reason why you're just going to be dead. You're going to die. He knows this. He believes this, you know. If he, if he didn't believe this, trust me, David would have never went down there. Because you don't do things that you don't believe, right? You don't go and do something that you don't believe in. You're going to do stuff that you believe in. So it says, when the Philistines arose and came and drew near to meet David, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. First stone struck him on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell on the face of the ground. That, listen, that must have been the hand of God, okay, because this is a child. But when the stone struck uh, Goliath in the forehead, forget about it. He immediately died. Okay, because it just kind of just sunk into his forehead. Of course, you know what's behind the forehead is the brain. So he died. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. 
and there was no sword in the hand of David. And then, of course, David chopped the head off and took, put it in a bag and took it somewhere. And we can get into a whole another subject of where he took that to. A lot of people say that that head um, was buried where Jesus' cross was at. That's why, the, that's why the hill was called Golgotha, right? Because that's where he buried the head at, right? The head of the giant. And that's his memory. That's where Jesus was stood victorious. Even though he died, he was victorious over death. So, I mean, we can get into a whole entire thing about that as well. But in life, we have our giants to meet, you know? And we're either going to have faith in ourselves or we're going to have faith in God. All right. If you put your faith in yourself, think about what you're saying. You're saying, God, I don't need you. You're like Goliath right about now, which if you have a giant's mentality, it would only result in destruction for you. It's not going to result in destruction for no one else but you. But if you're like David and you have faith in the God of Israel, if you have faith in God Almighty, the one who created the heavens and the earth, right? He will win your battles for you. You don't have to do nothing. All you have to do is show up. All you have to do is just take those steps and do whatever you're going to do, whether it's in the workplace, family, relationships, opposition, whatever. It doesn't matter. All you need to do is show up and have faith in God, your God, that you're going to have that victory. And that these giants that represent or could represent problems, issues, adversaries, um, you know, whatever it is, sicknesses, diseases, whatever, whatever that giant may be, whatever, whatever you want to name that giant, um, that obstacle that is in your ways for you to be successful, for you to get over diseases, sicknesses, and for you to have a victory in your life. You have to be like David. The Bible gives you the very solution for all of your problems. And the solution is Jesus Christ. The solution is God Almighty. That's always going to be the answer to everything on this earth. This world and this universe, that's always going to be the answer to it. We don't have to do anything to get victory or results all we have to do is just say thank you god for you already having the victory in my life for you already doing the things that i need done like not even that i need done but things that that i need you've already got victory on that but most but even most importantly the will of god is what's most important in all these things because god is already taking care of us god is always going to make sure that we're okay but we need to show up for God. We need to show up for God and we can't be scared. Okay. And there's a lot of people that are afraid of their giants. They kind of walk away, step aside, you know. They want to wear armor. They want to do anything in their power to try to beat this obstacle with their own power instead of relying on the power of God. And so you have to choose, like... What is it that I should do? Like, how am I going to defeat this giant? You know? And I would say that the, that the, I'm sorry, that the answer to all that is definitely Jesus Christ is definitely God himself. 
Um, people don't like to hear that, but that is just the truth of it all. And um, that's the only way we're going to ever have victory. Anyway, this podcast is coming to an end. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast. Hopefully it has made you think about things. Um, and yeah, I mean, hopefully you've enjoyed it. And if you have, go ahead and share it with your friends. And um, maybe this will help them as well. With that being said, I love you guys. Take care and maranatha.